Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Then and Now, Part 3. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, Then and Now, Part 2, was posted on December 3rd. In that episode, we asked this question, Are you ready for every good work? Remember, not only obedience is required, but it is expected of you that you are ready for every good work. Partial quote from King Comments' Commentary on the Whole Bible. Clearly, part of being ready for every good work is the fact that one needs to understand that obedience is required. That obedience is much like that of a parent-child relationship. Even in our homes, growing up from childhood to adulthood requires us to learn obedience and do it, especially when we are adults. While a different degree of responsibility, much of what we learn in our homes growing up prepares us for what we need to learn when we decide to serve God. Obedience is one of those common lessons where they step up when we need to be obedient to God. King Comments told us, what is written here applies towards all people. How do your neighbors, fellow classmates, or colleagues know you? Be careful not to speak with contempt about your unbelieving neighbor, who may live like a lazy glutton or an evil beast. How do you consider your unbelieving colleague? The command to malign no one regards the unbelievers here. Notice, not people of the past, not a few people, not some people, but all people. We also found we are to malign. To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Then and Now, Part 2, posted on December 3rd. This week, our study is titled, Then and Now, Part 3. Our scripture reads, But when the mercy of God our Savior and His love to man was seen, not by works of righteousness which we did ourselves, but in the measure of His mercy, He gave us salvation through the washing of the new birth and the giving of new life in the Holy Spirit, which He gave us freely through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been given righteousness through grace, we might have a part in the heritage, the hope, of eternal life. From Bible in Basic English, 1949-1964, Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. It should be noted that both verse 4 and 5 are part of a larger sentence in my Bible. 
Verses 4 through 7 are one sentence that says quite a bit. This week, we will examine verse 6, the continuing of the full sentence in my Bible. For clarity, verse 6 reads, which he gave us freely through Jesus Christ our Savior, semicolon. What he gave us was the measure of his mercy, salvation, through the washing of the new birth and the giving of the Holy Spirit. The sentence then continues in verse 6 with, which he gave us freely through Jesus Christ. Just what does that mean? which he shed on us abundantly or richly, either which love he shed abroad in the hearts of those whom he regenerated and renewed by his Spirit, or which water of regeneration, that is, grace, comparable to water, he plentifully shed and caused to abound where sin had done, or rather whom, or which Holy Spirit, with his gifts and graces, such as faith, hope, and love, and every other he poured forth in great abundance on them, through Jesus Christ our Savior, the love and kindness of God, the Father our Savior, comes through him, the mercy of God streams through him, the salvation itself is by and through him. The grace communicated in regeneration and renovation is out of his fullness. The Spirit himself is given forth from him, and every supply of grace by which the work is carried on comes out of his hands, and everything wrought in us that is well-pleasing in the sight of God is through him, and even the gift of God, eternal life, itself. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible We want to look more closely at this commentary passage because it states at least a couple things worth noting. First, love he shed abroad in the hearts of those whom he regenerated and renewed by his Spirit the Holy Spirit, or which water of regeneration, that is, grace comparable to water, he plentifully shed and caused to abound where sin had done, or rather whom, or which Holy Spirit, with his gifts and graces, such as faith, hope, and love, and every other he poured forth in great abundance. Notice this point clearly. Grace is comparable to water. This means that water is used metaphorically for grace. Do you not use metaphoric examples in your speak when you talk with others so they know exactly what you are talking about? I know I do. Now, with what follows? we can see why grace is analogized as water given the large areas water can occupy. With that in mind, our commentator said further, He plentifully shed and caused to abound where sin had done 
or rather whom, or which Holy Spirit, with his gifts and graces, such as faith, hope, and love, and every other, he poured forth in great abundance. Notice how this ends. He poured forth in great abundance. Is not a large lake or even an ocean a great abundance of water? In that analogy, therein is only an idea of how extensive and plentiful his graces and gifts such as faith, hope, and love, and every other, are poured out for us. To say the least, it's really huge. This is why Jesus Christ, our Savior, the love and kindness of God the Father, our Savior, comes through Him. The mercy of God streams through Him. The salvation itself is by and through Him. The grace communicated in regeneration and renovation is out of His fullness. The Holy Spirit Himself is given forth from Him. And every supply of grace by which the work is carried on comes out of His hands, and everything wrought in us that is well pleasing in the sight of God is through Him. And even the gift of God, eternal life itself. Noting further, for greater clarity and understanding, the Holy Spirit had been imparted in copious measure in order to convert them from their former wickedness. There is no particular allusion here to the day of Pentecost, but the sense is that the Holy Spirit had been imparted richly to all who were converted at any time or place from the error of their ways. What the Apostle says here is true of all who become Christians and can be applied to all who become believers in any age or land. From Barnes New Testament Notes. Notice how this carries into today. What the Apostle says here is true of all who become Christians and can be applied to all who become believers in any age or land. Any age means at any time in life as long as this age of sinners is not past tense as it will be soon. It also says any land, which means no matter where you live, the Holy Spirit is imparted in copious measure in order to convert us today from our former wickedness or unsaved state. This supports our first study when we realized we can be saved from our sinful life. To build out better so we have a more clear understanding, we want to note these three observations. 1. That all the grace which is so plentiful poured forth upon believers is by the means and mediations of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2. 
That justification being a sinner's absolution from guilt and punishment by the satisfaction of Christ the Redeemer is yet an act of special grace and free favor in God that being justified by his grace. 3. That it is the blessed privilege of all justified persons that they are now heirs to and shall before long be possessors of eternal life. They shall before long have in hand what they now possess in hope, being justified by grace. We are heirs according to the hope of eternal life. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Please note, William Burkett used the word heir, spelled E-R-E, which means before. I used the word meaning for heir defined in the dictionary before to make the commentary more easily understood across a large, diverse audience. We should first note that all the grace which is so plentiful was poured forth upon believers. This is only poured out upon believers in Jesus Christ. We can see why this is because this grace is poured out by the means and mediation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, our justification is a sinner's absolution from guilt and punishment by the satisfaction of Christ the Redeemer, meaning our justification is a release from guilt and punishment or absolution. Note, this is done to the satisfaction of Christ the Redeemer. So, it is a complete work and nothing less. Lastly, we should note, the blessed privilege of all justified persons is that they are now heirs to and shall before long be possessors of eternal life. We shall also before long have in hand what we now possess in hope. Being justified by grace, we are heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Does that not sound quite definite? It truly is as it sounds, and even better than it sounds in our finite minds. For better understanding, it is written, which he poured out on us as the water was poured out on them in baptism to which there is here a manifest allusion, but as this was sometimes only sprinkled on the person, the heavenly gift was poured out, not in drops, but richly in great abundance, through Jesus Christ. Baptism is nothing in itself, and there had been no outpouring of the Holy Spirit had there been no saving and atoning Christ. Through him alone, all good comes to the souls of men. From 
Adam Clark's commentary and critical notes on the Bible. In closing, we want to clearly note two things. First, the heavenly gift was poured out, not in drops, but richly in great abundance. There is no shortage of this heavenly gift. It is richly in great abundance. How is anything larger than that? Secondly, through him alone, all good comes to the souls of men. Or we could read that this way. Through him alone, all good comes to the souls of mankind, meaning all men and women. Remember what Mr. Barnes told us. The Holy Spirit had been imparted in copious measure in order to convert them, us, from their, our, former wickedness. The sense is that the Holy Spirit had been imparted richly to all who were converted at any time or place from the error of their ways. To learn more, follow our link to Episode 2, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. Next week, we continue our four-part Christmas series. It is titled, Then and Now, Part 4. To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts. Or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash 
forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphens or spaces in unchurched also because we are on a very secure european server be sure you type the lead h t t p s colon forward slash forward slash as it is required be sure you include it in any bookmark you make this will prevent security load errors our site is mobile tablet and desktop compliant our site also has links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item we are found on podcast platforms like iTunes Google Podcasts Amazon Podcasts and Spotify to name a few we refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays east coast time USA these sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh our rss feed is syndicated on many popular podcast rss feed platforms find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow for i am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our lord Romans chapter 8 verses 38 to 39 until next week this is pastor john for the church of the unchurched